Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Radio Anywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Flipping heck, man. Hey, big boy. Oh, this country. Here's, can I just say, if you're an anti-vaxxer, if you're an anti-masker, just switch off. I've just had a few of you pop up in my timeline. Just, just fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want any of you anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. Just go away. Go away. Go away. Go, go and masturbate over a picture of Joe Rogan. Go away. I'm not interested. I like science. I like science and I like honesty. So if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're an anti-masker, you, you've got plenty of shit out there to listen to. Go on, go and have a lovely listen to Joe Rogan, yeah? Oh, Joe Rogan. He says it like it is. Let's get Jordan Peterson on dressed in a tuxedo and have Joe Rogan. Let's do that. Goodbye. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't, don't, don't get in touch. Don't phone up. I don't want nothing to do with you scumbags. You absolute melt. Just fuck off. <sighs> Boris Johnson, go and fuck yourself. All of you. Boris Johnson, Pretty Patel, Nadine Dorries, Steve Baker. Jesus. Hello, caller. Boris Johnson, go fuck yourself. Hello, caller. Could you turn off the stream and talk to me, please? Oh, Jesus Christ, I did not think I'd be on that quickly, Ian. What do you, it's a, you phone up and I answer it. I mean, what, what do you want? You want a five-minute warning or something? Yes, please. Thank okay, you. well, you've got five minutes. Call me back. 0203-286-6370. I am on BBC Radio 4 Extra at the same time as doing this. I don't know. I don't know where to begin. There's no point in me saying anything, right? There's no point in me saying anything. Comes another caller. Hello, caller. Hi, thank you. I'm ready now. Okay, you, you said five minutes. Goodbye. Here we go. Here mm. comes trouble. Yeah, what do you want? Um, can I just do my Boris Baxter? No, you can't. You can't. What? 
No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. Why do you keep trying to join my Discord and and dropping little shit bombs in there? I'm not really. No, you have. Twice you've done it. You got kicked out once, and then you went back in there and started dropping little shit bombs again. No, I didn't really. Yeah, you did. You did, Jessica. You did. I saw it, and you do. You, last time you called, you got everything you wanted from the show. Well done. Go away. Leave me alone. All right, then. Troublemaker. Mm-mm. Goodbye. I'm so angry, but what is there to say? What is there to say? What can you say? Boris Johnson has broken the law. Boris Johnson was eating birthday cake and drinking wine while I was stood outside my mum's care home wearing a mask and waving at her. Boris Johnson was getting pissed when people were having funerals and only one person could turn up and the others had to watch it on Zoom. Boris Johnson was getting pissed when your nan died on her own without anyone to hold her hand. What is there to say? What is there to say? Nadine Doris, who doesn't even live in the constituency she represents, is on on TV defending him, talking to the journalists like they are pieces of shit. Fuck off with hell, caller. You're not coming on. Fucking idiot. Talking to journalists like they are pieces of shit. Sure, some of them are pieces of shit. Of course, every industry, vicars, teachers, every industry has got people that are pieces of shit. But she talks to all of them like they are pieces of shit. And she hasn't got the brains to do it in a clever way. Steve Baker, my God! I've interviewed that man. I tell you what, he's an arsehole. He's a bully and he's an arsehole. He tried to bully me. I wouldn't take it. Steve Baker, his constituency had a school for children who had severe learning difficulties. Right? He found out about six months before the parents that the school was going to close down because they were going to sell it to make a bit of money. And um, he found out six months before the parents, he said he was representing the parents and had their best interests at heart. He didn't tell the parents. Rishi fucking Sunak. Jesus Christ. He's fucking billionaire. We are screwed. We are screwed. And there's nothing we can do. I'm tweeting, I broke my Twitter self-imposed ban to tweet Boris Johnson's dad, Stanley Johnson, because I spent three weeks with that self-entitled prick in the jungle. He never once followed any of the rules that were set. We lost food because Stanley Johnson insisted, this is so silly. But it sums it all up. Stanley Johnson insisted on sitting on a throne that only the one person who was the prime minister could sit in. For a while, it was me. And I hated it, but I had to do it. It was the rule, right? Fuck off with hell, caller. You're never coming on. You absolute prick. Fuck with me tonight. 
He insisted on sitting on the chair. When I told him it was against the rules, he said, no, it's not. I can sit wherever I want. I said, if you sit on that chair, we will lose food. He said, I don't care. And we lost food. We lost food. We went on the chase together. Me, Shappy, Jenny and Stanley Johnson, right? I was the first up. And... um, I can't remember the lad's name that presents it. He said, what do you want? Do you want the easy questions? Do you want the medium questions? Or do you want the, uh, go, do you want to go for the small amount of money, the medium amount of money, or the big amount of money? Jenny and Shappy both said, go for the big money, and You can do it. Stanley said, go for the low money. You won't be able to do it. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. Yep. Hi, I'll put you in my five minutes. What do you want? Just wanted to say Hi. Okay, you've done it. Thanks a lot for calling. Goodbye. Hello, caller. Ian, you're so angry tonight. Right, and? I don't know. I just, um, like, what? Um, you feel good for doing it or not? No, I feel fucking angry. I know. Uh, but you, you've, got to, you've got to get it out. Oh, fuck off. So we're on the chase, and I felt humiliated. So I think I went for the, the lower, lowest points. I might have gone for the middle. I felt the lower points. That was my choice. He humiliated me and belittled me in front of, you know, an audience. But that was my choice to go for that. Me and Stanley were the only people to get to the final, right? And the final is, I think you've got 60 seconds or 90 seconds to answer questions. Now, when you do, here's, here's the thing. When you do Celebrity the Chase... The questions are kind of weighted in your strengths. You notice I get a question about the TV series Lost. That's a coincidence, isn't it? No, it's not. It's because they did a pre-show interview and the the questions are weighted um, in your favour. Final round, okay? sixty. Let's say it's 60 seconds. I don't remember. You get asked the question. You press your bell. You cannot answer it. Aaron says, I'm trying to call in to say how much an inspiration you are. You keep hanging up, though. No, I haven't. We'll phone in again. The question gets asked. You hit the buzzer. He says your name, and then you answer it, right? It's a small thing, but every time the question came up, first of all, Stanley didn't answer hardly any of them. You watch it. I'm getting them all. Even the political ones that were put in there for him. Six times in the minute, he said the question before he pressed the... He said the answer before he pressed the buzzer. Every time that happened, they had to stop filming. After four, Bradley Walsh walked off because he was so pissed off. When I said, Stanley... Why do you not understand the rules? He said, oh, I've not got my hearing aids in. I said, Stanley, why didn't you put your hearing aids in? Because I don't, they don't look good on TV. We didn't win any money for charity because of him. Because of him. He's better than everything. What's it got to do with Boris Johnson? It's his dad, that entitlement, that smug, arrogant entitlement of looking down on everybody and rules do not apply come from him. Yes, I'm fucking angry because this country is a shit show run by crooks and liars and nothing is going to change. How long is this police investigation going to go on for? A year? 18 months? And then when it's finished, 
Are we going to get the full picture? Of course not. People were fined hundreds of pounds for playing fucking cricket with their kids in a park. These pricks were getting pissed, probably doing some Charlie in the Houses of Parliament and Downing Street. Good for them. Good for them. I am angry. I'm fuming. My friend Stephen Page is a, is a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And he's written a brilliant, brilliant song. You know the Neil Young, Joe Rogan thing? Neil Young and a few, a few others. I'm not quite sure who else has... Um, let me play it on this computer, actually. Uh, Neil Young has said, I don't, want, I'm, I don't want any of my music on, uh, on Spotify while Joe Rogan is, um, is there. I don't want any of it while... Um, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to log into Twitter on this computer. I don't want any of it while Joe Rogan is there. And um, Neil, uh, Stephen Page, sorry, look, I'm trying to do two things at once. Focus. Stephen Page has written a... <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. Not yet. He's written a brilliant song about it. And it, it kind of sums up where we're at. And I said to him, this is a great song, man, but it's so heartbreaking that you had to write this song. This is where we're at, where this stuff has to be done in a song. If you gotta choose between smoke and sun. I mean, it's brilliant, but why? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's catchy and it's bouncy and it just sums up what a shit show the world is at the moment. Oh, man alive. Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. Um, there's five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Can we get to acceptance by the end of the show, darling? It's funny, this, isn't it? It's funny, this. Mm. It's funny. It's funny. Um, grandparents dying on their own, isn't it? It's funny. It's funny me having no. to. It's shut up. It's funny me having to wave to my mum in a care home through a window while the prime minister's having a birthday cake. It's funny, isn't it? No. Then what the fuck really. are you banging on about, you prick? We, fuck we, off. We... Thank you, big boy. I was going to apologise for the swearing, but actually, I'm not, not going to apologise for the swearing. Well, you know, this isn't fucking talk radio or LBC. I can say what the hell I want on here. No fuckers listening. It's not funny, man. It's not funny. And sometimes you just have to say, do you know what? I'm not in the mood to, to do jokes. I'm not in the mood to play. Let's get this bloody thing going. Not in the mood. I'm angry, man. Hello, caller. Hi, Ian. It's uh, Alistair here. Hey, Alistair. Nice to talk to you. Um, yeah, what a day, man. Isn't it? What a day. Um, but I just wanted to say, I did, in between me sleeping... <laughs> um, I did catch, unfortunately, the Nadine Doris interview. Mm -hmm. And did you notice? Um, I thought she was sweating a lot, actually. She was sweaty that. and she was rocking backwards and forwards. And not really, as is put the usual for Nadine Doris, not putting forward a coherent argument. She never does. Because, like a lot of them, she's not very bright. No, they'd, they'd, I think they'd sent her out to, uh, you know, speak to Sky and the BBC 
and uh, anyone else that's willing to listen to her. But, oh, she does... uh, annoy me they all do they all do they all do they're all smug assholes millionaires who've made so much money out of this and they are laughing at us how how right if my boy right if my boys do something naughty we'll talk Mm. about it i'll ask them why they did it and then I will encourage them. I'll tell, right, okay, well, the, the, we're going to go and apologise to the person that you did this to. And we're going to face up to your responsibility of what you did wrong. I'm happy to listen to why. I'm happy to listen to, to get the understanding. But you need to face up to, to, to the fact you did something wrong. The fucking Prime Minister, I'm so angry, Alistair. The Prime Minister mm-hmm. stood in that that historic place that supposedly represents everything about this country and represents us around the world and he lied and he lied and he lied yeah now he's not the first prime minister he's not the first politician to lie in there but this is some of the biggest lies we've ever had on and on and on man well i mean that's right and um it brings it brings the uh our office of prime minister into, into massive disrepute yep and you know, people. You know, the leaders abroad will will know what what it's like, and that he lies a lot. And Everyone how's that going to work out? How's that going to work out? You know, in you know the Ukraine situation. Everyone is laughing at us. Every, and I don't care. Like, you, yeah, laugh because it's ridiculous, man. Everybody is laughing at us. Mm. I've, n- I've not been this. You know, I'm not especially political, right? I'm slightly left of centre. I. Every now and then I might get, fucking wear a mask, get the jabs, get rid of these pricks. If you don't agree with any of that, fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, well, look, um, you know, tomorrow's another day. Isn't it? Thank you, Alistair. Cheers, my dears. Uh, I missed a call. If I miss your call, I call you back. That's how this works. This is radio anyway, by the way. I probably should have said that at the start. Let's see who this is. Ian. Yep. Play a song. Sorry. Can you can I request a song, please? Yeah, of course, of course, you can request a song that you will absolutely body fucking love. By the way, right? Yeah, go on. What is it? It's the cunts. Yep. And it's Boris Johnson is still a fucking cunt. Okay, I'll play it now. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Bye. I'll call you later. Not a chance, buddy. Not a chance. It started out so simple and got so far out of hand, making sure. From the time I stopped my schooling and went out to start a band I've been living every minute on the run and I've tried to be all that you hoped I'd be I my shit probably said at the beginning some swears in this if i miss your call um i call you back and uh, if you want to answer it you can 0203 286 6370 
Here's the telephone number. Let's see what we got here. Twenty-four minutes in feels like I've done two hours. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hiya. I can't. 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 Okay. Um, if that's the person on Twitter, who is, is that the person on Twitter who said, I keep trying to call in and you keep hanging up? Well, was that you? Fucking hell. This, this prick's phoning up again. Here we go. What do you, what do you want to laugh about this time? Old men dying or kids dying? Which is it? I don't really want to laugh about anything. I'm just wondering if you're feeling any better than the, the beginning of the show. No. Ah. Oh. Um, I'm just interested in you progressing. So I want I want you to progress. Oh, fuck off. You know what you're fucking talking about? Who came up with that um, five stages of grief? Um, I don't know, actually. No, you don't, I, you don't know, do you? You don't know. Uh, who, you don't know who came up with it, and you think you're being so clever talking about it. You think you think you're being so clever talking about the five stages of death by uh, Kubler Ross, and you haven't got a clue who she is, what it's about. You don't understand it. You're not that bright. Kubler Ross came no, up no, with no, it. No, I'm, try- I'm trying to make sense of it, but no, I don't understand. No, you it. don't because you're not very bright. Stop no. trying to stop trying to quote Kubler Ross to me when you haven't got a clue what she was talking about. Right. Um, it's Kubler Ross. She's got a um, little thing on the. Uh, oh, the here EU. we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here, let's do, I tell you what, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. You do your little comedy routine. Away you go. <laughs> I'm not a comedian. I know. Go on. I, um, I, um, I don't know, Ian. I just, I just want you to get to the point where you feel happier than at the beginning of the show. That's all. That's it. Really? You, you dear. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, I'm wait. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the for the funny bit. Away you go. Um, this is, there is no funny bit. I'm not a comedian. Ah, okay. Just when you earlier on when you were laughing at uh, old people dying. Okay, I misunderstood. Well, you do your little monologue. You do whatever it is you've come on to st- to say. I'll shut up and and you quote you co- quote all kinds of psychologists and psychiatric reports. I'll be quiet. Over to you. Okay. Well, um, I mean, basically, I mean, there's five stages of. Oh fuck off! You uh, don't know what you're talking about. What, what, I don't what, know. What, what order? Find... Shut up. What order do what order do the stages go in? Okay. So it goes denial, anger, no, bargaining, depression. No, it doesn't. No, it All doesn't. Right. Is it not? No, it doesn't. Right. No, it doesn't. What does it go in there? There's no set order. Ah. So yeah. some people can experience like the fourth one when it's actually should there be isn't, the There isn't there isn't there isn't a fourth one, there isn't a second one. Right. So okay. I tell you what. So, next time you phone up, try and know what you're phoning up about. Is that all right, mate? I'll try. No to... worries, thank you. So the person who said, "Ian, I'm trying to call up, but you keep cutting me off," said um, she's too nervous, wanted to speak as well. It's my girlfriend, first time callers. 
Hello, caller. Hello, Ian. How you doing? What you got? I just want to say I'm I'm feeling everything that you're saying right now. I think you're encapsulating exactly how most sane people are feeling right now about the current bin fire that we can see is going on. What do you make of it, man? I'm wondering whether the electorate is going to be on the turn very soon. I'm wondering if, as a collective, we're just going to have enough of it and just say, right, OK, we've finally seen through the blustering clown. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we will. That's the scary thing. I don't know if we will. There are people who are laughing at this and there are people like fucking John Gaunt saying, we've got to move on, nothing to see here. There are people that think this is acceptable behaviour. I do wonder at the the, the MPs, the, the ones who are still defending him, thinking, are they? is it just like him? Is it just self-preservation? You know, this is the last shot I've got in Cabinet. Nadine, got Doris is, Nadine Doris will not get a job once Boris Johnson goes. She won't get a job. So that's why she's doing it. Michael, Michael yeah. Fabrican, who knows why he's doing it? You know, th- these are desperate, desperate people trying to cling on to their last vestiges of glory. Um, he, Boris Johnson will go at some point, right? Um, but he'll be replaced by what? Sunak? Baker? Are those oh, people any better? They've just got smarter hair. That's all. And people will still vote for them. Yeah, they just want sound bites, it would seem. Three-word slogans, get Brexit done, or, or whatever it is. I'll give, give you a three-word slogan, Johnson is a prick. There you go, put that on a poster. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and I know it's not clever, I know I'm not giving any you know, advanced political insight. I'm not James O'Brien. This is all I've got. No, it's, it's, being a really though, yeah. it's a sound observation, though, Ian. It's a sound observation. Ah oh, man. Do you feel any better for Venton though? I do Seriously. feel I do feel a bit better. I do feel a bit better. Good. But it, Good. It, but it, you know, there's four there's four hundred and thirty people listening. This doesn't change anything. The majority of the people listening will agree anyway. This doesn't but 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 we cut this here's part of the, the issue I have. Here's partly why I'm so angry. Because I'm impotent in this. I'm powerless. There is nothing. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can do. We can't do anything. They're there it laughing. It does feel us, like that. Doesn't it, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I agree. It does feel that you're kind of, it, it's rudderless and you're like, well, I'm, I'm just stuck on this thing now. What do I do about it? What, what, can, what can we do? Yeah, sh- short of bloody mutiny. <laughs> I know. It's, because uh, you kind of feel that when it comes to, you know, putting your, your cross in the box, you're going to think, well, you know, depending on where you live, like where I live, it's pointless doing anything other than Tory because that's, that is just where I live, unfortunately. What can I do? Oh, yeah, isn't, there, isn't there some website about swapping your vote? There, you is, can, there is. There is. I don't know how, how, you know, I don't know if that works. I live, I live in Brexit land, but, um, you know, and I do sometimes think, well, what, what is the point of me voting? Because this is... I'm in the Tory heartland. Um, Me too. But, you, I su- you know, I suppose you've got to give it a go. I don't know, man. They're going to win. Here's the thing. Even when they, even if they were to get kicked out tomorrow, right, they've still got their mil- tens of millions of pounds that they've trousered. 
They don't I know, care. But, yeah. They don't care yeah. about my, your dead nan. They don't care about my mum in a care home and I had to go and sit no. outside wearing a mask, sat outside and wave at her. They don't give a shit about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, my dad died middle of last year and I think me and my kids got to see him, what, like once in about a year. I mean, it's just, you know. I'm so sorry. It does. Yeah, thanks, man. That must be. But tough. you know, it's it, 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 this is this is just you know that's just me. There's you know, there's thousands upon thousands of people who experience the same kinds of things, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that the tide may turn. When I don't know, I'm not a clairvoyant. Not I believe in these things anyway. But anyway, um. <sighs> I'm really sorry uh, for the loss of your dad and your kid's granddad. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really sorry for your loss, man. That must be horrible. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a funny couple of years, you know. Not funny, ha-ha, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But keep, keep on doing what you're doing. It's great to have you back on the radio. Thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Um, stay safe. Yeah, and you. All right, bye-bye. Um, 0203-286-6370. Well, we've got more listeners than we've ever had. We've had 450 listeners. Well, gosh. I couldn't do this every night. It's too exhausting. <laughs> it's too exhausting. Oh, man, alive. I did enjoy telling one caller to fuck off in particular. That was great. Uh <laughs> Jessica, who um, I, I was the person I told to fuck off, has just tweeted, Ian Lee should go off air right now. Got to think sometimes. Jessica, fuck off. Just because you got caught out. You got caught out shit stirring in my Discord. And you'll probably do it again under a different name. Not interested. You've been calling me for 15 years. And actually, your calls have been mean and miserable and nasty. So just go away. Do your little tweets to no one, because I blocked you. No one's interested. Goodbye. Goodbye. Which song should we play? Oh, let's play this one. I think angels are sexy. Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie. This is this is your um this is your instruction. Go and listen, go and buy. You can get it for shut up, big boy. You can get it for pennies. Go and buy moving targets by Flo and Eddie. Who are Flo and Eddie? They used to be um Hello, big boy, you're going to the vets tomorrow for the first time. They used to be the turtles. Hello? What was that noise? Anyone know what the anyone know what that noise was? Oh two oh three two eight six. Six three seven oh is the telephone number. If you want to give me a call, you're very, very welcome to. You can call in about anything you want. Um you can't say that that I mean I'm angry, I'm furious, right? But you can't say raging for too long. I'm just going to brush Big Boy while I'm talking to you, if that's okay, because he's going to the vets tomorrow, and I want him to look his best. All the cats tomorrow are going to the vets. Um, 
because they're getting their jabs and big boys never had his jabs before i missed a call don't forget if i miss a call i hello darling boy i will call you back at the first possible opportunity um so i missed this call um unless you're unless you're an idiot um actually i don't know if this caller is an idiot quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company united healthcare insurance plans offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more one of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs coming off your parents plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle or even missed open enrollment want more flexibility find out more about united healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey they can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. The person whom I'm trying to reach? Ooh. Oh, I say, whom? Hello, Cola. Evening. Evening. I saw something about the Beatles <laughs> that you did. What, what do you think I've phoned up? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dave. How you doing? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I went to but the IMAX of... with my sister yeah, yesterday. My sister treated me to tickets to go and see the Beatles rooftop gig at the IMAX. It wasn't just the gig. It was the Vox Pops as well, which I think some people were pissed off about. But actually... So split screen, did they? Or? Did all, it was all split screen. It was beautiful. The sound, man. Paul's bass was so loud. It was so loud. Um, I, I love the Vox Pops. At first I was a bit, oh, okay. But actually, the Vox Pops close up in that huge, huge screen was incredible. Mm. Hosted by... I can't remember his name. Is it Matt Everett from Six Music? Oh, yeah, yeah, Who yeah, I've, yeah. I've met, and normally in those circumstances, I would walk past someone, and I went, instead I went, hello, Matt, it's Ian Lee. And he went, oh, Ian, and he came and said hello to me. I don't normally do that. I saw Peter Fincham, who used to be my boss at, at, when I was doing the 11 o'clock show, and Peter Fincham, of course, used to own Talkback. And did. sat behind him was Tim McInerney, is that his name? Uh, you know the guy you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I don't know if they, but he was sat behind him. And of course, they used to work together on Black Adder. And I saw mm. those two having a chat, and it was lovely. Also, Caitlin Moran was there, but I didn't know her, so I didn't say hello. And Mark Lewison was sat a couple of rows in front of us. So, no, 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 nobody, you know. <laughs> nobody of any import was there. And it was great. We got a 30 minute QA. Um, it was linked up to about 60 IMAXs around the world. Hello, big boy. Mm. Um, and there was a 30-minute um, 
live Q&A with Peter Jackson, who was in New Zealand. And it was great because, you know, Peter Jackson doesn't, he, you know, he says stuff that I guess companies would rather he didn't say. And mm. he, I mean, he didn't go into it massively, but he did imply that he was disappointed with the Get Back Blu-ray. By the way, we've got mm. 460 people listening, which is the most we've ever had. Um, it, and, and it's just two, two old men wanging on about the Beatles. He, was, he, he implied he was disappointed with the Blu-ray. He said he, he had three to four hours that he'd love to put into an extended cut. Um, but it's up to Apple and it's up to Disney. And he said, you should write to those companies if you want that to happen. Mm. I, I just said, who do we, who do we write to? Do we write to Mickey Mouse Carol? Or... <laughs> there's no point writing to an Apple, is there? Cause uh, it's not Apple's, it's not Apple's concern. It's they're the, I mean, Disney are the distributors. So, you know, it's, it's not up to Apple what they do with it. Yeah. It's, I mean, that Blu-ray is such a, a a piece of shit. <laughs> says, I'm angry about that. I'm angry about why, that. Oh uh, yeah. Why, why bother? You know. Yeah. Why bother? Um, you know. It was. Um, and he did. We saw a couple of bits. He lifted up. He showed us his iPad and he showed us the ten cameras from the rooftop concert. And he kind of started. <laughs> and he, they came in in sync. Um, he and he showed us about thirty seconds of an interview with the the main the first copper. In, he hmm. interviewed now on the rooftop, right. and it was like, well, you know, we had to go and uh, we had to go and stop it, you know. And it was just like all of the main players have been interviewed on the rooftop. Yeah, because because they were interviewed in, I want to say, uh, in the nineties, either early nineties or late nineties. Right. Um, Mark Lewison interviewed him for the DVD of right. Let It Be, you know. Yes, yes. And he said he said that in the past that they'd done with extras. And I know Michael Lindsay Hogg has done at least two uh, commentaries for Let It Be. Um, oh, but this this was uh, this was all recent interviews, you know, for this program. Oh, and right. So they actually all I- recent interviews. Uh, they interviewed the, uh, the you know the cameramen, the, the crew that was still alive, Lindsay Hogg. Um, it'd, be a, it'd be such a wait. I don't. I don't, you know, I don't get it. I would watch a, f- I would watch a five. Hour- don't even have to edit it. Just put all those mm. interviews on a Blu-ray. Give me, give me it three, three, four mm. hours of that. Just that. Yeah. You know, I love that. Um, and, and he pointed out. We, I mean, you saw stuff on the bigger screen. There's, a, I mean, I didn't realize that on the rooftop, Yoko was just sat there holding a bat, like holding a shopping bag, and it's wonderful. <laughs> um, I mean, just lots of. I'm gonna say it. Lots of hot. 60s chicks in you know kind of white plastic boots and these great bobs and stuff um and and he pointed he said you must and i hadn't noticed he said, you've got to look out he said when i knew there was a hidden camera i thought it was gonna be like a little box he said it was the size of a garden shed and mm. and I, you do see it in the film i hadn't really noticed it but it is this big garden shed type thing in there i don't know it was a joy well, to that see. great bit isn't there where george martin walks in the front door yeah. and spots it straight away and looks at it and yeah. just grins and wanders off it yeah. was great seeing it for me, it was the communal thing of seeing it. There were yeah. there was a lot of laughter, a lot of laughter at Lennon, particularly one of the things near the, near the end. What the fuck was that shit? Or something like that. A <laughs> lot of laughter at Lennon, um, a round of applause at the end of the gig, and then a round of applause again when the movie finished. You know, the stuff yeah, like yeah. that is stuff like that. And it was lovely hearing... You know, um, singing Danny Boy, and we've just had a request from Martin and Luther, and yeah. pe- people laughing at it. You know, it, mm. it's, it was beautiful. And seeing on the huge screen when McCartney turns around and sees the copper, and he, he does, mm. he does, he does a little jig, <laughs> and it was everyone was in hysterics at that. It was great, Dave. It was really, really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, they released the soundtrack last week, and um, 
lot of people saying it's quite bass heavy. I wonder why that is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And that, that bullshit of, well, yeah, we wanted to put it in the box set, but it didn't really fit or whatever. It, oh, well, it, we know exactly where it fit. It fit exactly yeah. where it would fit. The whole... The whole kind of releasing of the physical media has been a bit of a shit show, really. But, but, it has, but and I've, go on, yeah. go on. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a feeling um, that um, if it was to, they were to do next thing, I think that um, Jackson would put the version out the rooftop with, you know, you can change the angles. Yeah, yeah of course. So he would have to, you know, and listening to it from the street because there was two cat, was there three cameras in the street? I, Something like that. So. I heard that brilliant bootleg of of what it sounded like in the street. You know, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I'm, yeah, of course, I've got. It that. was on YouTube, <laughs> and and Jackson said, "Here's the people. People think you know the Beatles playing with small amps, and it's very quiet." He said, "No, no, 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 no. You listen mm. to the microphones on the street. It was loud. It was yeah. loud, and you don't really." Um, yeah, that it was beautiful. I love the Beatles so so much. I just think, mm. oh god, I'm just, I'm so happy. You know, there's me slagging off the Let It Be box set. And all, all in all, it's it, it's brilliant. The fact that we got that movie is is brilliant and is cause for celebration. Yeah, it went to the right person. If it had gone to you know someone just putting it together, you would have got a sort of you know yeah uh, uh, a rough sort of you know two, two hours maybe and that'd be it. Yeah, the fact. It went to the right person at the right time. Beautiful. Who had the time to do it? Because you know, if if he'd been, if the uh, um, you know pandemic hadn't happened, he probably had another film to do I or want, another project to do. I want to do a show. Maybe we do it tomorrow, where we list the good things about the pandemic. And it's not in any way to make light of the deaths or the corruption or any of that stuff, because I know, but but I I do think good things have come out. As yeah. trivial as it may sound, we got an eight-hour le- uh, an eight-hour get-back movie instead of a two-hour get-back movie. There will yeah. be other examples of stuff like that. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Mm. Oh, by the way, Friday show, the late night alternative. Um, we're gonna have Danny Wallace on, mm-hmm. and then me and Kath have got a plan. We're gonna we got we got a plan, and some people will love it, and it will piss some people off. And I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's uh, I was in same old same old. I, <laughs> I came out, I get back, and I phoned her up and said, "I know what we're doing on Friday night show. We're doing this." And she went, "Okay, so we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna have fun on Friday." But uh, no, um, no, I think they might be. It was very strange. I thought they weren't showing at all the IMAXs. They were just showing it at the one in London. So there's oh, there were about there were about sixty across the states that were linked up to it. Yeah, but but uh, there wasn't. You know, yeah. but I, I've heard they might be doing another run, sort of uh, over a couple of nights at uh, some of the other IMAXs. Yeah. but that's all. You know, all uh, fan stuff, which is all over the place today. But, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I always think those things. I remember seeing. Um, the Beastie Boys film, awesome! I shot that where they gave a um, hundred cameras to people in the crowd, and the, the, oh, all the footage is from those. Yes. I remember seeing that at the NFT, and um, that was great seeing it in a crowd because you know, sort of uh, with a really good sound system, sort of smashing out. It was, uh, it was really good. I keep so, yeah. thinking, I know, and we'll move on in a minute, but I don't know why. Recently, the last couple of weeks, I just keep thinking. Why would someone murder John Lennon? And it's really upset me. It's really yeah. upset me because, you know, you know, obviously the, the bloke was was insane. But it just it, why? Why? Well, it's that, the, and McCartney line is right: the jerk of all jerks. Yeah, what, that's why? what he called him the jerk of all jerks of all people. Yeah, there's no, there's no. 
I mean, obviously, there's no logic. Well, you know, anyway. the, that Bill Hicks line, obviously, about if you're going to kill someone, at least have some taste. You know. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> nice to talk to you. Tutty buys. Yeah, you too. Tutty buys. 0203-286-6370 is the telephone number. I want to thank all of our Patreons. Tonight is the night where, um, you know, some of our Patreons will be unsubscribing. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for your support. I'm only able to do this show because of our wonderful sponsors that I'll mention in a bit and because of our great Patreons. Um, now is the kind of point where I'd suggest you go over to patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine and sign up. Don't. Don't do it tonight. Do it tomorrow. Because if you do it tonight, you'll get charged tonight and you'll get charged tomorrow. So my suggestion is if you want to support this show, if you want to get access to the late night alternative, which I do with Catherine, if you want to see what we got planned for Friday night, it's going to be fun. Then tomorrow evening, go to patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash I-A-I-N and Catherine with a K. And it's a great, Patreon's a great way. I haven't got a job. I'm doing a little bit of teaching day a week, but I haven't got a job. I'm retraining to be a counsellor before anyone says, go and get a job. I'm retraining. But I haven't got a job. I have not had a job on uh, radio since June of 2020. Third time lucky. Fourth, mate. Um, how you doing? You're right. Um, I think it's Tim. Um, so the way this is my job, and the Patreon is my job, and Patreon is great. It's a great way of paying your favourite artists, comedian, musicians, whatever, directly. Loads of people do it. Danny Baker does it. Stephen Page does it. Alex Lowe does it. Um, Sean Keaveney's doing it. I think. So go and have a look, because if you want to hear more of this radio, if you want to have access to hundreds of hours of shows that I have done with Catherine and shows that I have done on my own, patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. Go and have a look at it now. Bookmark it and then go and sign up tomorrow if you feel so inclined. Hello, caller. Hey, everyone. It's Jillary Clinton here. I've noticed quite a lot of uh, anger and testosterone in the United Kingdoms lately, and I just wanted to know what on earth is going on over there. Have have you have you not seen any of the news? I don't watch the news ever since the COVID's happened. It's all negative and Nancy's and doodads, and I don't like that. Negative stuff. and Nancy's and doodads, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. I wanted, yes. Go on. Since my name is Chillery Clinton, I just wanted to uh, bring some chillings to the proceedings Chillies. for your lovely viewers and listeners. I uh, Sometimes people listen to whale noises and raining sounds, don't they, to help them sleep at night? Yes, they do. And I just wanted to perform a little Jeez. song and a dance, but not a song or a dance. It's some noises for you. Okay. Impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. Moniker, moniker, moniker. The dress. Dress, dress, dress. Boom! That was me finding out when I found out about William Clinton, the boom. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your call, Chillery. It's always a pleasure and never a chore with you, Lane. Thank you so much. <laughs> Why did that make me laugh so much? That was dumb, right? Why did that make me laugh so much? So, 
Um, uh, Roy is Roy is emailing me. Uh, Roy is emailing me. Thank you for the. You can email radio at radioanywhere.live. So I would suggest if you really want to support us, tomorrow night I'm going to push the Patreon quite a lot. The, sh- the late night alternative shows that are normally behind a paywall for our patrons only this week are free. So Wednesday at seven o'clock, you can watch me and Catherine. Look for us on the socials. I'm going to give you all the links. And Friday at seven o'clock, you can come and watch me and Catherine. Friday night, we got Danny Wallace on. We got the brilliant Danny Wallace on. That's got to be, uh, that's got to be um, worth having him on. Hey, and on the 7th of February, what day is the 7th of February? Let me have a little look at my little uh, calendar because I need to make sure I get this right. So Monday, the 7th of February, we've got, um, we've got Dick Larson on this show. Now, who is Dick Larson? Um, I'm not totally sure. Uh uh, I'm not. I need. To, hang on. Let me find out who. I want to get this right. Hang on. Dick Larson's coming on, right? And um, um, here we go. Larson press release. So, uh, Dick Larson is going to come on to talk about the biggest event taking place in the world: the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, Scottish artist, esoterist, futurist, and lecturer. Oh no, hang on. That's not Benjamin Krem who was the Scottish artist, futurist and lecturer, was the principal spokesperson for Maitreya for over 40 years until his death. He was the founder, founding editor of Share Into... I've got no idea. He is... Right, okay. Larson, along with thousands of other co-workers, is part of an international effort. Okay. The world is in the throes of a pandemic and economies are struggling, leaving many frightened and uncertain as to the future. Caught up in competition or the law of the jungle, the current political and... I've got no idea... I've got no idea what Dick Larson is coming on to talk about. Maitreya is known to the world's major religions as the Christ, the Buddha, Imam Mahdi, Bodhisattva, Krishna and the Messiah. His return to the everyday world, oh my God, fulfills the expectations of the world's religions for the coming of a great teacher. Um, okay, so this is like the second coming. Um, this is like the second coming. So that's happening. Let me write that down because we don't want to forget that. Let me write that down in my big Mazoo scrapbook. I cut them out and keep them in me great. A big zoo scrapbook, Mazoo scrapbook. Do you know that song? Here you go. It goes like this. Makes me so sick. Oh, what you doing? What's it look like I'm doing? Cutting this out. That's uh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, hang on, big Frank is going on again. Hello, caller. Hi, Ian. Love you and good night. Hello. Yeah. Hi, Ian. Well, you. I thought you you finished the phone call, so there's nothing left for me to say. Oh yeah, she didn't hang up with him. Um, tell me what well no hang on you've just said goodnight that's the call over right I'll stay I'll stay with you I'm a big fan we came to see in the what was it Flying Duck the Flying Duck in Glasgow okay big fan big fan big fan she didn't want to speak to me earlier 
Yeah, she's very nervous, Ian. She's very nervous. She's 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 not so nervous now. Neither are you. She's not. She's telling me what to say. She's very nervous. Well, she's telling you what to say. Can you that's, that's, not? Can you not say it for that's yourself? Let's just put her on then. Let's just put her on. Well, only if she wants to come on. Don't force her to come on. She doesn't want yeah, to come on. Feel a bit anxious. Um, yeah, we we just. She keeps saying to me just to just to say. No, no, like, no. Um, well, why don't you tell me what you want to say to me? What I want to say is, Ian, um, I think you are absolutely fantastic. You are an inspiration that I've been listening to for the last 15 years. And um, it's the first time I've decided to phone in. Hang on, I've uh, got to ring my the... bell. I've got to ring my bell, even though this is about the fifth time. You... Oh, shit, are you still there? Oh, my computer just... Oh, <laughs> I can't, can't... Let me call him back. I've got a very broken Mac that I do the Skype calls through. And I've taken the bottom off to get it to work. Hello? And it means it just Hello? kind of switches off when it does. I'm sorry my computer died Hello? for a second. I, I generally thought that you just hung up on me there. Uh, no, I, my computer is a little bit shit. It doesn't have a bottom. So if I move it, it switches off. And I'm brushing a cat at the same time. So it's all go here, man. It's all go. It's all good, man. It's all good. But, but I was, um, I was um, taking a bit of a... Pride in the fact that you hung up from earlier, but don't do it again because like four things now. Yeah, that'd be bad, wouldn't it? That would be. Oh two oh three two eight six six three seven zero is the telephone number. Big boy, you are going to the vets tomorrow. First time since well since since you got your balls chopped off. Um, you're going to a proper vets because that was not really a proper vet that did that. That was a slightly that was a backstreet vet. Backstreet's back. All right. Ah oh, man, I'm feeling better after that rant and that rave. Sometimes you just need to. It's um, a very, very... I've got no words of wisdom. I'm not James O'Brien, um, who is incredibly bright and incredibly intelligent and reads up on all of this stuff and is able to articulate some, you know, wonderful, wonderful arguments. That's not me. I can't do that. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have um, the, the... I don't know the background to a lot of this stuff. But 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 I do, big boy. Please don't clean your bum while I'm doing a an impassioned monologue. I do feel angry, frustrated, betrayed, horrified, disgusted, and you know sometimes anger is an energy, right? Often when we throughout our lives we're told calm calm down, come and talk to me when you're less angry. Go upstairs until you calm down, right? Um, But actually, that's dismissing a feeling. You know, that's like saying, you're sad, go cheer up. Go upstairs until you're less sad, right? Anger is an energy and anger is an emotion and anger is a feeling that is as legitimate as sadness and happiness and joy and I don't know of any other feelings, (laughs) right? And, and, Anger should be listened to as long as it doesn't get violent, you know, as long as it doesn't get violent or intimidating, you know, you have to kind of bear in mind these things. But anger is legitimate. And, you know, we should look at anger and where it comes from and why we are angry. Talk to people who are angry. You know, again, as long as they're not threatening or or violent or, you know, as long as you're not scared. And if you are scared, one should look at why you are scared, where that comes from. But um, anger's okay. 
Sadness is okay. Happiness is okay. Joy is okay. Fear is okay. These are legitimate feelings. And I'm angry. I'm really angry. And there's nothing I can do except sit under my stairs and rant to 447 people. Not rant. Rant demeans and, and, and dismisses it. Um, I can share my anger with you because it will connect with some of you. Highest numbers we've had so far on the show. That's great, but that's not why I was doing it. You know, I'm not a performing monkey like some of these people are. This anger is genuine. This isn't. Um, a piece this isn't a, I'm not doing a thing because I know I'm being filmed and it'll make a nice little two minute um, clip that will go on the YouTube channel and then we'll get shared and we'll cause controversy and go viral and get shared around the world I'm not you know I'm not I'm not I'm not one of them right um if I get angry and I do it on I do it on the shots because I'm angry it's because I'm feeling it we're screwed man we're screwed, right? This country, let's look at this country, because I know there's stuff happening in Canada, the States, all over the world. But this country is... Uh... You're right, big boy. <laughs> Got a cat cleaning his ass on me. Kind of sums up where we are in the country. I think it's a nice image. <sighs> this country is screwed. Hello, caller. Good evening. Good evening. This is Tim in Surbiton here. Hello, Tim. How are you doing? What you got for us? Well, I know how you're doing. I've been listening to you, so I know how you're doing. That's pretty similar to how I'm doing, actually. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm angry as well. Go on. And, uh, well, since 2015, I've kind of been watching politics as a sort of masochistic form of entertainment right there was uh, you know you and james o'brien and eddie mayor or like the clips that go viral of like decimating people who demonstrate themselves to be sort of racist anti-europe idiots and in the states as well you start i've been watching since 2015 i've sort of discovered like stephen colbert and jimmy kimmel seth Myers, and some some of saturday night live i won't say all of it yeah sort of taking taking trump to pieces and, you know, there are correlations between Trump and there are correlations between Trump and um, Johnson. But Trump was sort of the perfect storm, I think, of, um, you know, the, the Newton's cradle of the swing to the right. You know, after after Democrats, they were always the Republicans, and it kind of seems to swing further each way each time it goes. And the pinnacle of social media sort of untruths and stuff, anti-Obama because he'd just been in there for a couple of terms, and his own fame. That's what sort of got him to, to the point where he got elected. But the thing is that there's a, there's a similarity, or the reason I bring up Trump, there's a similarity sort of between the Sue Gray report and the Robert Mueller report. Do you remember the Robert Mueller report? I don't remember the Robert Mueller report. Was it about rice? Um, yogurt. No, he—he, he, um, I can't remember what he, he was. He was investigating the Trump-Russia uh, connection. Okay, right. Yes, I do remember that. And people were bigging it up and thinking it's going to be great. We'll wait till this comes out. It'll be the end of Trump. And of course, nothing ends Trump. Nothing ended Trump really. He's still there. And in the same way, Sue Gray's report sort of carries no legal weight. 
So waiting for it to turn up was just going to be like that. Oh, and it was genius as well to then get the police involved because then that pushes everything back even further. That was a genius move. We'll, we'll, yeah. talk about the, well, we'll talk about her report when it comes out. Oh, no, actually, we can't talk about her report because there's a police investigation. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. And, it, and even if it came out in, in its fullest form, even if it had done, Boris Johnson is concerned with nothing more than sort of winning every debate in the Houses of Parliament like it was on his Eden Debating Society, you know, training that he'd done at school and and getting his name on the list of British Prime Ministers. He doesn't care about anything else other than that. And then he'll just ponce off to make his living doing after-dinner speeches. And, um, and he's got his life sorted. Now, today, I've watched it, and I think, uh, you know, angry and... Um, I think there's a learned helplessness that comes along with watching the news because it starts off being entertaining when you see people getting taken to pieces when they deserve it. But when there's no consequence, it it plays at your mental health, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's where you have to say, okay, I've listened to James O'Brien for three hours. I could easily listen to the next one and the next, you know, the next presenter, Sheila Folk, Eddie Bear, or whatever. You can, you oh, can I listen can't, to I can't listen to any of that stuff. I found, I, I found, I found myself watching. I was in the car because I was going to pick up my kids from school, and I found myself watching the House of Commons. And I watched it for twenty minutes, and I just came away feeling dirty and feeling. Um, I just thought, what the? F- what? This is horrible. This is horrible. Yeah. And then I kept sitting, and I kept seeing that Twitter kept recommending Lawrence Fox to me, and I kept clicking the three dots and saying, "I'm not interested in this." And Lawrence Fox yeah. kept, "Fuck everyone." <laughs> Tim, I'm going to move on. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much for your call. Oh two oh three two eight six six three seven zero is the telephone number. If I miss your call, I give you a call back, like I do in here. If your phone's ringing, don't forget to say, "Capital, give me the money." Good evening. Oh, you didn't say capital, give me the money. You've just lost £10,000. Oh, that's unbelievable. Hey, who's this man? Nice to talk. I don't know. I don't recognise his voice. Are you a new caller? I, yeah, uh, long time listener, first time caller. I've only got Catherine's uh, you, bell in it. Shit. Oh, it's mine. Hang on. Hang on. You, you've just been speaking to my wife, Jerry uh, Clinton. Oh, uh, Bill the Chill Clinton. I wanted to. Ring up and oh, talk to you. Um, I, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. With which woman? Um, um, Monica. Uh, I, I don't know her surname. Okay. Uh, she was merely blowing my saxophone. Okay, thank you very much. My God, is this this is what we this is what we sink to? This is what you guys sink to. Four hundred and forty listeners. We nearly hit five hundred. This is what you lock sink to. You filthy. Mucky, dirty, dirty pups. That's what you are. You're dirty pups. Shame on all of you. You should be ashamed of your sexual um, kinks and persuasions. Uh, my name's... I'm trying to do an, an impression of Matthew McConaughey. But it's... Um, it's tricky, right? Um, because every every time I do it, right... Um, uh, it's a tough one because every time I do it, it sounds like Morgan Freeman. So I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I like you got to get an S in there. So I'm Matthew. 
So Andy said to me, it's, there's a thin line between McConaughey and Freeman. So Andy said to me, I'm Matthew McConaughey, and I would like to say I make movies. I make movies for you. It's, it's a tricky one, and I don't really know why I'm trying to do it, because I'm not an impressionist. Well, I feel a whole lot better for that. I told a caller who's been a pain in the ass for the last two years to F off. That was great. Dropping in my Discord, dropping in my Discord, spreading mods. Be careful because they'll be back. You know they're going to be back under a pseudonym, keeping it on the lowdown. Really enjoyed telling that person to get lost. And I've just seen, I've just looked at her tweets. <laughs> Absolutely insane. So I enjoyed that. I did enjoy, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of swearing and I'm really trying to cut back on my swearing, but actually I kind of enjoyed it perversely because it's, you know, it's not, um, it's not, it's not, it's not a fun thing. It wasn't, that wasn't the plan for the show to come on effing and jeffing and, and, and to kick off. That wasn't the plan. It, that anger was, was genuine and it was real and um, it's, it's tangible. Hello, caller. Boris Johnson, what a lying fucking... Okie dokie, thank you very much indeed. That's, uh, yep, okay, we got that. We got that, there we go, that's something. (laughs) Ah, man. It really is, um... I don't know. There's another call. Oh, no, we missed it. We missed it. Call back again if you want to come on. 0203 286... 6370 is the telephone number. And um, I don't really know where to go after all of that. Um, I was going to say, I do feel a little bit embarrassed. Isn't it interesting how... um, It's that thing about anger, right? Anger is not respected. And and it should be. You know, it is a real thing. And now I feel a little bit embarrassed about why I'm... why I feel embarrassed that I got angry. And there's absolutely no reason to at all absolutely no reason to whatsoever because it was real and it was legitimate and 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 all of our all of your feelings all of my feelings are valid but somehow we have been programmed to um not uh, not respect anger and that's okay you know it's, it is where we are i don't really know where to go from this? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Um, let's play. A, let's play a little song. Let me find a. Let me find a lovely little song. What can we play? What can we play? Um. Mm. What can we play? Oh, we can take this call. Here we go. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello. Um, I want to talk about swearing. Yeah, go on. Um, I know that everybody sort of feels a bit bad about saying it and sometimes ashamed about swearing, but doesn't it get stuff done? I do think I would love it if... Politicians did it. If Keir Starmer got up and said, Boris Johnson, you're a fucking prick. 
And Boris Johnson stood up and said, if my um, right honourable colleague could go and fuck himself. I would love that. I would have so much more respect. I mean, when I'm putting things together, if I'm trying to put, I don't know, stupid IKEA furniture, which I absolutely hate, throwing a few Fs about gets you back on track. Yep, yep. It's almost like an excuse to kind of vent something, you know, to get rid of some sort of... Anger, oh, it's good. And it's good. It's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy to swear. They tests. They have done scientific tests. If you swear oh. when you injure yourself, the pain is less. That's a fact. Is it? It's an absolute fact. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's ever. Well, no. Well, do it. I don't know if that's ever. Go and do it. Go and do it. No, I don't want to go. And... Go and do it. Go and hit your thumb with a hammer. And first time, don't swear. <laughs> Then hit the other thumb and drop an F-bomb and you see. You see. You see, young lady. I mean, also working in an environment where I can't actually swear at all makes it very difficult. And I find that when I... Do you work in a church? I work in a school. Have you ever sworn in a church? By accident. By accident? What does that mean? So, oh... Okay, I'm going to say this, right, um, oh gosh, this is going to be bad, um, I was in a church with my nan, Yeah. and you swore in front uh, of your my nana. family, swearing oh, in front of a nana it, is worse than swearing in front of a church, oh gosh, and I, it was midnight mass, Yeah. so um, our family would always have a few drinks at my uncle's pub before we would go down to the church, Yeah. and I forgot where I was, and I said... What effing page are we on? <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. And my nan got her bag and whacked me over the back of her head. Holy shit, man. Well, I was like 19, 18 years old, 18 or 19 years old. I was so embarrassed. So, yeah, I actually have sworn in church. Um, I do a lot of AA meetings and a lot of them are in churches. And I always say, oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to swear. But I do, I do end up swearing in churches and... Um, you know, it's, that's, that's I think the way it goes. I'm sure Jesus yeah. has, heard more, has heard worse. Yeah, but then also it's quintessentially British to, you know, enunciate every single syllable when you do swear. And I feel better after kind of venting for a bit. I swear quite a bit on the way home from work. Yeah. And I try to check myself because obviously I've still got, you know, I've got one child who's an adult and one who's like quickly approaching 16 and I'm just like aware. And now they call it the swearing alphabet. When I'm driving home, oh. they're like picking out letters of the alphabet of swear words that I've actually used. Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to be ashamed of it anymore. But I'm not going to use it in my workplace, obviously. I, uh, my boys find it hilarious when we're playing the Beano <laughs> board game. And my eldest, like, screws me over. And um, <laughs> my youngest says, go and say it. I say, what? He says, go and say it. And I then turn to my eldest and go... Are you taking the piss? And the boys, <laughs> the boys find that hilarious. I know. They think it's just, I mean, I mean, I remember when I was younger, I don't know about you, because we are almost the same age. I, oh, I turned 49 very soon. Oh, man. Um, but I got into such big trouble and I got grounded for two weeks for saying bloody. 
and it's not considered a swear anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think my sister got told off for saying, um, no, maybe it was Jesus Christ that was the first. I think she said Jesus Christ. That was the first like time. She would have been maybe 15. I would have been 12, maybe a little bit younger. Yeah. And it was like she said it in front of my Jesus Christ. And it was yeah. like a real... It was like the first time years later when I was at my sister's house and, and a joint was being passed around. And I'm thinking, what the fuck do we do? What do we do here? Where do, what do we do with this? And we spoke to join in front of each other. But it was like that. She said, Jesus Christ. And it was, um, uh, yeah. it was a real, oh, God, okay, this changes everything. This changes yeah. everything. And she got away with it. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even get away with it. Okay, okay. That's not really I fair. remember doing anyway, a show years ago. I would have been yeah. um, like 23, and I did a show with Mackenzie Crook, an Edinburgh show, and uh-huh. my mum came and saw it, and there was a song in it called My Cock's Bigger Than Yours. <laughs> and it was, what was the line? Mackenzie, you're a hit with the ladies. Then he'd say, my friend ain't that the truth, with your da 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 and you're some, but you're getting on a bit. Oh, I was Charlie because he was doing Charlie Cheese. You're getting on yeah. a bit, Charlie. I'm younger and fitter, and that's why I've got the tackles tackle that the ladies want. My cock's bigger than yours. Now imagine <laughs> singing that in oh front God. of your mum. No, no. Jesus. Tough. I mean, she swears. She and she the- laughed, but it was it was it was a tough gig. That was a tough game. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm all for swearing at the moment, okay. as long as it's obviously well, in... in that case, may I, may I say, um, fuck off. There we go. 0203 286 6370 is the phone number. Highest listening numbers we've ever had. That's, um, that's kind of sad. tackling and uh, bearing in mind the people there I don't want to write them all off because of, because of whatever's happening because they were working incredibly hard to try and uh, um, get through the pandemic on behalf of the people uh, across this country. Bearing in mind of course the Prime Minister himself just a few weeks before some of these events that we're talking about nearly died of Covid himself. Throughout that time he's lost his mother, he's, uh, uh, he's, he's got married, got two children. This is the personal um, experiences of the Prime Minister throughout all of this period, alongside the, the the pressure of the pandemic, with the people that are working there very, very long hours sorry, are you for really the betterment of sorry, this country. I have no idea who Paul Scully is. That was him on Newsnight. Fuck off, Scully, whoever you are. How dare you? How dare you? Oh, the Prime Minister nearly died of COVID and he lost his mum and he got married and had two babies. So fucking what? People were dying in hospital and uh, I, I, I have had cause recently to speak to some people who's um, uh, someone whose sister died in hospital and they weren't allowed to go and say goodbye. They weren't allowed to go. Weren't allowed to go. So don't give me this shit, Scully. Whoever you are... The, the the prime minister is doing his best. Oh. There's a longer Ask bit. Hang the on. The prime minister. How can people 
By the way, M. Barnett, yes, mate. ...to follow me. the rules he sets when around him, those he's meant to be in charge of are having parties that, as you say, to go back to your original point, as you put it, flout the spirit of the guidance. Because the Prime Minister has recognised the fact that Here we go. 10 has, uh, you know, has, has built up this culture... He's the Minister for Small Business, Paul Scully and, uh, MP. Bear in mind, the people there, I don't want to write them all off because of, because of whatever's happening, because they were working... I know it's a bit quiet. Let's just jump forward a bit. Jump forward a bit. The, the pressure of the pandemic with the people that are working there very, very long hours... Sorry, are you really going to use the fact that the Prime Minister nearly died and other personal events in his life to justify the fact that he either didn't understand the rules or noticed that people all around him where he lived and worked were partying. What I'm saying is if I came off my deathbed from COVID, I think I would have a pretty good handle on um, the, the, the need to abide by the rules. Clearly there is a failing here. That's why he's apologised. And it's, it's right that he tackles that. Jesus so, Christ. Uh, so so we, we do need to make sure that we can move forward on to tackling the issues that people want to talk about. The, but what you just the, said the, directly the contradicts living, itself. The, 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 no, 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 the, the sorry. Cost of living, the the, the, war, the possible that is, that, what, war in Russia and in, in, in Ukraine. All of these issues, all of these issues are really, Ukraine, really important. So we Jesus. do want to address this. Sorry, but we cannot spend two hours in Parliament. We cannot spend the entire entirety of your programme talking about this while the government are doing many other things. You at don't the same get to time. edit Newsnight. I, I asked you a question about the fact that you were using that he nearly died of COVID to talk about the rules. You just said he should therefore have abided by the rules. That's exactly what people have been saying. How could there have been parties? How could there have been parties with a man who nearly lost his life to COVID? Emma Barnett follows me, I just found out. 0203 286 I mean, you're welcome to phone in about that. You're welcome to phone in about absolutely anything you want. I feel exhausted. I feel exhausted. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough living in this world. It's tough. Um, uh, it's tough at the moment. And if you're tired, if you're struggling, that's okay, man. It's okay. You've got to remember, we've had the backdrop of nearly two years of lockdown or, 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 or various, certainly two years of COVID. Two years of lockdown is not quite right. Uh, two years of COVID. And um, it's exhausting and it's grey. Everything is grey, isn't it? And the joy seems to have been sucked out of us. And um, I don't know when the joy comes back. I don't know when the joy comes back. I guess we have to look for it in places we have to try and grab it wherever we can. And that's difficult. You know, that's difficult. Uncertainty. Is this new variant stronger? Is it worse? Is it better? Is it what is it? We can't trust the government. They're liars and they're thieves and they are corrupt. And, and the, the best people they can put out are whoever that guy was, Michael Fabricant and um, Nadine Dorries. That's it. Those are the best people the, the government can put forward to um, defend the indefensible. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Oh, let me try this one. Hello, caller. I think my Skype has gone a little bit to cock. Let me, let me try. Hello? What's going on with my Skype? Let me close Skype a minute. Hang on, we're going to quit Skype. Skype's been a little bit um, glitchington recently. Skype is coming back. 
Let's try this. Let's, there we go. We're in. We're in. We're in, baby. Hello. Hello. Hello, caller. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed that they keep... Essentially, they're trying to make us all panic about the prospect of a war somewhere. Yeah. In order to... I mean, I've got, you know, the story from, I think, Friday or Saturday on the BBC site, the Russian president... Uh, sorry, the um, Ukrainian president you know, said on Friday or Saturday, there are signals even from respected leaders of states, they just say that tomorrow there'll be war. There'll be, there's panic. How much does it cost for our state? He's, I mean, he's, he's in as many words, said, look, can you all stop? <laughs> Shit's stirring, essentially. <laughs> you know, because if anything, because they don't see it as imminent. Um, you know, yeah, but it's it's handy it's handy for our government to go. Uh, well, why are we talking exactly. about why are we talking about birthday cake when we could be going to war very very soon? Let's focus on that. Fuck off, man. But this is what they've always done, though. This is you know this this has been there. This has been certainly you know watching pro- prime ministers' questions on and off over the last few years. Boris is, Boris Johnson's constant bullshit tactic. Like you'll get asked pertinent questions and say people don't want to hear about that they want to hear about you know the boosted drive or you know they thought it, it, <sighs> i mean the, 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 the great turning point when he said the first time he addressed parliament and he said well in hindsight and you know when he's been throwing that at keir starmer for the whole thing it's it's insane you know i'm old enough to remember that one tenth of this scandal would be enough for someone to be fired or to resign. You know, back in the that old was, days, yeah. they, they were all bent. They were all bent. But but if they got found being bent, they would they would generally resign or they'd get pushed. That happened a lot. Um, yeah. And now he's, head, he's like doubling down. Every day he's quadrupling down on it. And... Um, he, I think he'll go. I think he'll go kind of soon, and it won't really make any difference. But the fact he's lasted this long, and people like Dorries and Fabricant and and whoever that guy just was, uh, of, of uh, going out to defend him, I mean, shame, shame on well, all of them. It's also the fact that our bullshit rules forbid MPs from calling them out on it. You know, I, I, I don't know if you saw the bit where the Scottish bloke, um, Ian Blackford, stood up. And said, so, you know, the Prime Minister. I, I, I see, I wish it had come from someone else because his reaction to basically anything that happens in the Commons is that I, I think the Prime Minister should resign, you know. <laughs> so it, it would have meant more coming from someone else. But he, he, fair play to him, he stood up, he said, the Prime Minister misled the House. Yeah. He got, he, and, you know, the Speaker told him, you know, I think five or six times. Look, I'm going to have to kick you out if you're going to maintain this. Yeah. And he he did a few sort of schoolyard things like, well, you know, if the prime minister inadvertently let misled the house, I'll say that he, you know, he tried a few schoolyard ways around it, um, and but then got kicked out. And I I kind of wish that every fucker on the opposition benches had got up and done the same thing in turn. Yeah, I mean, the opposition isn't great. 
you know, I, I don't want people to think this is me going, hey, Kistama's great. You know, they're, they're, they're not great. And I'm, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know who would be better. I don't know if we could do better, you know. Um, but but it's, oh, Jesus, Pete, it's just so grim. It's so dep- I don't know. Yeah, you can't call him out. Yeah. You can't call him out. It's it's nuts. And there's that old, kind of old stuff. I don't know what to say to my kids, you know, because, um, you know, I, I want my kids to be honest and to be trustworthy and to have pride and responsibility. And the, the, the people that should be in some way, some of the people that should be instilling that are just crooks, you know, and I, I'm. Oh, man, it's so grim. It's so bleak. It really is, and you know, all, all we all we can do is hope, hope to God that you know, in a couple of years when it's general election time, people will actually remember this show. I don't this time. think they will. I don't. Think no, they me will. neither. I thought you were going to say then all we can do is um, uh, buy a flashlight. <laughs> Sometimes, man, you got to do whatever it is to I take your money. You, it's it. all about the art wave now. Okay, it's all about the art wave. Uh, if you can get me a ten percent discount, I'm in. Thank you very much indeed. Um, you know what? You know what? I feel like we're done for tonight. I'm tired and. Uh, I don't want to keep wanging on. We've had the most listeners we've ever had. Thank you so much. Let me very quickly thank our sponsors, creasedcards.com. Oh, by the way, we've got a great show coming on after. My friend Amy has done a show. Um, and it's the last show you're going to hear on this station. That isn't me. Because from tomorrow night, it's just me. I want to thank creasedcards.com. Um, go and have a look at their website. Some filthy cards, some great cards. If you use the code radio, you get 15% off. Radio. Go to creasedcards.com. I want to thank my friends at Sommers Waste Solutions. Um, you want to skip? Get in touch with the Sommers boys. You want to completely get rid of like loads of like chemical waste and stuff? Get in touch with Sommers Waste Solutions. They really will see you right. Richard Gregorian, may God bless you, brother. GELaw.co.uk. He's been so supportive of me and Catherine and all of this, and it's it's just an absolute joy. Um, and Poseidon Safety, Poseidon Safety, Nick, thank you. Devon and Cornwall is a whole lot safer because of that. I'm going to play one more song, and uh, this is an optimistic song. You want to end on a bit of an optimistic thing? Stay tuned, because Amy's going to be up next. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Thank you. Good night. Oh, hang on a minute. That was all smooth, and then I, I didn't have the volume turned up, so thank you. Ah, oh, man. Isn't it, though? Isn't it? Isn't it? Thank you so much, everybody, for being part of this. The highest listening figures that we I've ever had on here, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate your support. Um, apologies for the bad language. It just felt real, and it just was where I was at, and it wasn't in any way one of those fake, hey, we're going to rip a mask up and you know, because I know that we're being filmed and this is going to be a viral clip. That's how I feel, and that's one of the joys of doing radio anywhere. I do beg you, if you want this to carry on, please go and have a look at patreon.com slash Ian and Catherine. Don't sign up until tomorrow afternoon, otherwise you get charged twice. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. Amy is up next with um, an hour of uh, some great music, and um, I'll be back tomorrow night at 10. This is Radio Anywhere. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.